have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm. A service of New Gen Broadcasting. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Starts right now. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Feeling better. Looking better. Making life better. It's Life Tips. Life We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith. Welcome to the show, everyone. Happy to have you here. Amanda, how are you? I'm great. The weather is gorgeous. We're finally thawing out from winter. Bring it on. In New <laughs> England here, it's one of the beauties of the seasons is the the excitement that you and I and other people in New England share when the weather starts to get even mildly good. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. It's, it feels like we've survived another winter. I feel like a survivor. Well, well, we're going to be excited to talk with uh, Ted Reef in a few minutes, who's the founder and president of the Reuse People of America, TRP, um, an environmental organization and that salvages used business materials and distributes them in California, Colorado, Illinois, Kansas, and Mexico. Um, so we'll have a fun time talking with, with him about uh, the reuse of, of uh, building material. So that will be fun. But before we do, let's talk about reusing you. how how goes your week how goes the world how goes the content creation process at both idea launch and life tips everything's looking good byron i mean we are we are juggling some some pretty awesome projects back here i want to say we've got some great new books in the works we're actually um going to be interviewing some of our new authors in the coming weeks um with some some special uh author author interviews um we've got some Let's see, uh, uh, book author interviews and um, some healthy eating interviews for, for new books coming up. And then we've also got Marlene Cray coming up in the, in the coming week or two uh, with her healthy eating segments, which are always popular. I'm so excited to talk with Marlene again. I've missed her the last two shows she's been on. I feel, I feel just uh, like my, my human, I've of course listened to the shows, but my human, my human uh, body growth is depleted without at least talking with her once a month. So I, I look forward to doing that again. A very popular download. Speaking of uh, popularity on the shows, you know that we're just much be, must be reaching the big times here with, with, uh, with Angry George on the line a little bit earlier with the, with the do not reproduce this without the written permission. Mm-hmm. of. That's when you have really made it, I think. You get the <laughs> Angry George, do not reproduce this or I will kill you message. So... Uh, please pass on our, our uh, warm thank you for that angry message to George. <laughs> Be sure to talk with Webmaster Radio before you download the show. We're um, up on iTunes now, aren't we? Can you get our podcast on on iTunes? I think you've always been able to. The Webmaster Radio show are up there. I, I think that um, that Webmaster Radio, some of the team members there had made some adjustments in that. Um, we were also working diligently on changing 
the downloadable ability on our own website so Life Tips fans could just kerplunk make that all happen. But, but yes, I don't know. I should go over to iTunes and type in Life Tips and see if you quickly get to the shows. I, hopefully you do. That would be great if you did. Yeah, I, I think actually I'm, I'm up on iTunes and you can get to the podcast and you can download, which is awesome. So I would encourage you, Byron, to go on there and, and download Marlene's old podcast because I'm telling you, she's been talking about some really cool stuff the past few weeks. Marlene could basically run the Life of Show the way that I see it, but we have so many wonderful guests, including the guests that we have on today, and you do such a great job of orchestrating all these things, Amanda, so we'll let's uh, let's... Yeah, yeah, the least I can do. Um, I'm a lucky guy that just shows up and interviews people. So <laughs> lucky me. Forget about lucky you. Well, you know, uh, as a as a little treat for today, at the end of our show, we're going to be airing uh, 10 minutes of a great interview that our marketing director here at Idea Launch, John Cass, had with Bob Pearson, the former VP of communications over at Dell. He is now the president of the Blog Council. So John Cass and Bob Pierce are going to be speaking for a few minutes at the end of the show, and I would encourage everybody to to stay on and listen in to that interview. It's really insightful. Well, let's get on with the show. Let's take a quick station break if you want. Is that the plan? That's the plan. Okay, let's take a quick station break. We'll be back, everybody, in just a minute with uh, Ted Reef. Back in a minute. Live Tips will be right back after this short break. If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the click into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even come with what state of the art tracking. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Watch out for the vampires. Enter the communications coven that is webmasterradio.fm. Now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Visit the webmasterradio.fm homepage for all the details. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. 
Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Amanda and our guest today, Tom Reif, the founder and president of the Reuse People of America, TRP. Ted, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. So my first question for you is tell, tell us, of course, a little bit about your organization. But, but before you do, I'd like to hear the most interesting uh, material that you've ever salvaged from a building. <laughs> the most fascinating specimen that you found it hard to believe that this could even be in a building that you somehow recycled or at least were amazed with? Hmm. That's actually pretty hard. Um, we've run across so many. We found a uh, 1970s Rolling Stone uh, complete magazine in absolute mint condition. Nice. Hidden, hidden in a wall that was the uh, Elvis uh, Presley anniversary. <laughs> and uh, we immediately uh, took it out and had it museum mounted and framed it. It's hanging in, our, in uh, our little conference room. You know, that answers my question perfectly. <laughs> I can't think. That wasn't hard at all. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, they, 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 they can get wilder. You know, we found World War II um, um, uh, uh, newspaper completely preserved. Somebody obviously put them there, and they got covered up. And uh, uh, we had a table that was donated uh, to the owner from, but they couldn't get it out of the house because the house was built around it. And it was given to them, uh, the owner, by one of the popes. And it was down in their wine tasting room, which fits, you know, it kind of makes some sense. And, uh, yeah, we wound up with that, uh, which we didn't know we were going to have. So it's uh, with, uh, all sorts of little strange things, nothing major, you know, like we've never found uh, Jimmy Hoffa or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about the organization, yeah, and, 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 and just the history and, and, uh, and, and what it's all about, and, and uh, love to hear more. Sure. Well, we started in 1993 uh, in San Diego. Uh, there was a tremendous amount of floods uh, in Southern California, and, and Tijuana literally got wiped out. Um, hundreds lost their lives, thousands lost their homes. And uh, we put together a, a drive for used building materials in, in the U.S. Uh, at, uh, at Jack Murphy Stadium to, uh, to help people rebuild their, uh, their, their, their homes. And, uh, and the ones who got wiped out, of course, were the poorest of the families. They were down in the low-lying river valleys. And uh, in one weekend, we, uh, we had over 400 tons of usable material delivered, uh, or donated, I should say. And then we turned around and, and put together 27 tractor-trailer loads, uh, by, uh, a convoy, uh, to deliver those materials to the, uh, to the stricken people in, uh, in Tijuana. And our knowledge, it was the largest private donation there ever had been, at least up to that point, between the two nations. And immediately afterwards, uh, the woman whose idea it was that I helped um, said, you know, we've got to figure out a way to make this as an ongoing, ongoing business. So we sat down that summer and wrote a, uh, wrote a business plan. And Thanksgiving weekend uh, of 93, we did our first pickup. So that was, that was kind of the start. Huh. And how big is the organization and how, how many people participate and, 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 and who would call you to have this done or do you reach out to people to perform your fabulous tasks it, it, you know it's pretty hard to reach out because we're not sure who the oh, i mean we know who the market is but to reach them is very difficult it really truly is word of mouth uh, most of our customers are homeowners 
Um, most of them are um, understand and are, and are well educated and understand the idea of building green. And uh, in, in, in most urban environments, as you well know, vacant lots are gone, so we have to take something down in order to build their dream house. And uh, so they hear about us, and, and we can come in, and, and, and one way to start building green is to, is to start the project right by taking down green, meaning, uh, meaning to salvage the materials. And we can keep out of the landfill up to 85. Um, one project we did, in fact, it was for the movie industry, was we salvaged and diverted over 95.2% of the entire uh, structures. Uh, a very, very large movie set for Matrix Revolutions and Reloaded. And uh, and then we make those materials that we salvage. We make those available to uh, to low-income folks who can't go to Lowe's or Home Depot or their local uh, store, um, home center, and, and buy new. They can come to us and, and buy that same item, albeit used, but they can buy it for cents on the dollar. Hmm. Who pays who to do what and how much is paid? You know, it depends. Um, the, the, typically, what we call deconstruction costs approximately twice as much as, uh, as traditional demolition. Traditional demolition using a big excavator, a bulldozer, and just knocking the building over and throwing the whole thing away. Uh, deconstruction, as we have termed it, is, is, is the reverse of construction. You know, we start with the roof and, 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 and we're, you know, and we work our way downward. Um, so we do it board by board. It takes twice as long. It's uh, very labor intensive. And as I say, it costs about twice as much. Um, the, uh, uh, the markets that we operate in, because we are a nonprofit organization, those materials uh, oftentimes represent a, uh, a tax donation because now they're donating personal property. It's like donating uh, artwork to a museum or something like that. Uh, they're donating their, their used building materials to us, and for that they can get a, uh, a tax donation. Uh, and, uh, and that, of course, helps offset that, uh, that additional cost. Now, there's a big green movement happening, and, and you've been in it for quite some time. What's your take on it? Is, is, uh, is your particular line of business super hot right now, or are people really... Uh, understanding the value of of uh, the contribution that your effort is making, is it is your effort costing people more money or less money or saving the money or uh, giving the money back of things that would normally be wasted? Just explain to me a little bit about that and your thoughts on on, on how you're fitting into the green movement. Well, again, we fit into the green movement up front. When people think about building a new house, they oftentimes have to take down an existing one, or if they're remodeling, they have to take out old materials, old cabinets, old doors, old windows. So so we're really on the front end of the building movement, the green building movement. And, and in 93, when we started, there was no such movement. You know, today it's mainstream, and, and yes, our business is, is benefiting by all the uh, – uh, the media attention um, to uh, to green building, uh, it, there's no question that our uh, our business is increasing because of that uh, of that over large uh, uh, over expanding uh, uh, information flow that is coming to homeowners. Um, the the people will typically break even uh, using our services to traditional demolition. It does take a little longer. It costs more. But again, if they're in the right tax bracket, which is typically the higher tax brackets, um, that that the uh, but the tax donation will mean a lot, 
and that they can uh, they can come very very close to breaking even with demolition. Hmm. What are the tax benefits in some of these states as well to the donation, and how do you what what kind of just give us a, give us a sense for that? Well, the states you know if if a state has a state income tax. Uh, then they allow, uh, be, because we're federally uh, qualified, we're, we're a 501c3 uh, uh, public benefit corporation. And, and, and once we've obtained that status, all states uh, uh, who have got an income tax uh, follow, the, uh, follow the federal guidelines and, uh, so that it would also be state tax exempt uh, also and that that donations uh, would qualify in, uh, in those states that do have, uh, do have an income tax. The, uh, the donation would qualify in those as well. And, uh, you know, and it can be fairly substantial. Uh, oftentimes our, uh, our tax donations uh, run up to uh, maybe $100,000, depending upon the size of the house hmm. and the quality, wow. obviously, the quality of the materials. Have you done any commercial buildings, or is it – have you done everything, I guess, probably, but, you know, what percentage of your businesses is commercial? Probably about 90% is residential. Yeah. Uh, the commercial uh, doesn't have quite the tax donation values because the uh, uh, building owners have often depreciated their buildings, mm-hmm. you know, for tax purposes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there, there are various uh, uh, portions of the tax law that come into play that there may be recapture on, that, uh, on, the, uh, on the deductions which they have taken for, uh, mm-hmm. for depreciation. And that will cause the overall tax benefit to not to be quite as good. Um, but we do, you know, we probably do maybe 10% of commercial buildings. We are doing Ted, a fair amount Ted, of you, state uh, public works buildings and uh, and federal buildings because of the uh, of the new laws of having to build the certain green standards. Mm-hmm. And one of the green standards is how much material are they keeping out of the landfill from from any existing building which might be there. Ted, when you deconstruct, are you then doing all the architectural reconstructing? Do I have that right? No, no, we're not, Amanda. What we're doing is we are just providing the materials to others. I see. Be it the, as we call it, the weekend warrior who's got a, you know, got a bunch of honeydew projects and has to hang a door, put a window in, repair the siding, that sort of thing, to, uh, to contractors who are, uh, you know, trying to find uh, uh, good items but at a reasonable price for their client, to people who uh, own modest or low-income uh, housing, uh, rental housing, and when people move out, they uh, they want to repair it, and they can come to one of our stores or one of our partner stores and buy uh, higher quality material uh, than they can again by going to a you know to a, to the uh, the home center and buying new. Um, so so we we provide an awful lot of uh, materials to to a broad spectrum of uh, of people. So for people who are looking to come to you for building materials, would you recommend uh, coming to you for, for every, you know, for every type of project uh, from, from the woodshed out back to the house, or would you recommend just coming to you for the bigger projects? No, 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 no. So, uh, smaller projects are, uh, are, are, the, are the bread and butter. Um, we have people coming in just buying a single window because little Jimmy threw a football or a baseball through it, and they have to replace it. Uh, <laughs> And uh, or or they're building a fence, and uh, they're looking for used material because they want uh, maybe they want that particular look. They don't want it to look new, 
uh, some siding has been uh, has been damaged, uh, either either by a storm or or maybe by termites, and they want to repair it. Uh, they can come to us and buy you know a piece or two or three of siding. So we have everybody buying things from literally from truckloads of material to uh, just one or two items. Now, do you have a storefront? Do you have a bunch of storefronts, or is it mostly online? We no, no, none of it is actually online. I mean, we have a website, we have a presence, but we don't we don't sell online. The items are are generally way too bulky to be shipping around. A woman was in uh, Louisiana the other day and called me. Uh, didn't know where we were located, and called us and wanted saw a uh, a, uh, a lavender toilet we had on our website, and she wanted to buy it. And we found out, of course, that it would cost four times as much to ship it across the country. Uh, so uh, our stores are we have our own store in Oakland, California, and Los Angeles, and we partner with other local nonprofit organizations in San Diego, Los Angeles, Orange County, Kansas City, uh, Seattle, Washington, uh, Chicago, Illinois, and slowly we're expanding uh, eastward from our, uh, from our California base. So, so our intent is to have 20, 25 major locations throughout the country in the next five, six years. Byron, do you think your wife would go with a lavender toilet for the Cape House? I'm thinking it's. I'm going to pay that shipping cost because I'm. I'm uh, it's. It could go well. I'm going to go well in the office here. Actually, <laughs> um, have you uh, have you tapped into the um, the plastic recycling effort um, in recycling plastics? We, we haven't. Let me let me make it. I should have done this at the beginning. Let yeah. me make a very a real distinction. Our business, and, and hence our name, is reuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't do anything with that material. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it comes to us as a window. We sell it as a window, or well, sometimes artists come in and, and make something, you know, neat out of it. But but doors come in and they get used as doors. Windows come in and used as windows. Sinks as sinks. We don't recycle. We don't grind things up. We don't sell another product. Mm-hmm. We sell exactly what that item is as it comes in. Or we don't. We donate a lot of it too to people like Habitat and, and local nonprofit organizations. But the materials that come in, we don't change their form at all. So ours is reuse as opposed to recycling. Right. And what we are the do top a lot products? Of recycling then? because when we're taking a building down, there's metals and, uh, right, and, right. and and things like that, or or, or lumber which is uh, in very poor condition. It hasn't been painted, but the termites have gotten to it, and we'll have that yeah. ground up uh, for a, for a uh, for ground cover or something like that. But but our primary business uh, is uh, is reuse. So what are the top? Uh, reuse products then that 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 flood through your. I mean, I'm thinking of well, homes now, sure. right? There's sheetrock and metal and wood and you know, uh, of course, whole products. But give give us a laundry list from your perspective of the number one uh, marketplace items that you are reusing. The number one is lumber. Lumber. Huh. Yep. Yep. By by far and away, it represents 25 to 30 percent of. Uh, of our uh, of our uh, retail and wholesale sales. Any kind of size or particular two by fours, two by sixes, or boards, or you know, generally the common, or... you know, two by fours to two by eights and tens. Uh-huh. Um, typically, that's what that's what makes it up. We do a lot of others. We do siding. We do one by sixes, one by tens, and so forth. Uh, shiplap siding, uh, tongue and groove. Um, but but day in and day out, it's the two by fours, two by sixes, and two by eights. 
let's pause on that for one minute and and and, and tell me how it's physically working because I'm just a curious cat, fascinated about these things. So. Are you are you pooling them all together and pooling all the two by fours in some yard somewhere and then mm-hmm. reselling them on? Is that kind of how it works? Exactly. What happens is coming off of a job site, we require our, our crews and, and those of contractors who we have trained. We've trained about thirty some contractors around the country to do deconstruction to our specifications. Mm-hmm. And in order to, to to work with them, they've got to deliver the materials as as we specify. And and the materials come in from a job site in units. Uh, just like you see in a lumber yard, you see these big blocks of, of two-by-fours. And those are 48 inches wide, about 30 inches tall, and 8 or 10 or 12 or 16 feet long, however they are. And that's the way they're all denailed on the job site, and, and, the, uh, and the contractors or, or our own crews uh, uh, unitize them on the job site and deliver it to our warehouses or our partner warehouses. And... Uh, then we either sell them in bulk to a large purchaser, or we also have uh, self-service racks where a uh, an owner, uh, small owner, uh, can back up their little pickup truck or their car or their station wagon, and just buy one or two sticks, and uh, out of the self-service rack and put them in their car and uh, and leave. Okay, now pause there. The person that gave you this material, are they getting? Paid at all for that asset? Probably not, right? Because no, no, no. That it represents the tax donation. They're paying us to take the building down. Okay, okay. We I'm are also a you. licensed contractor, so they're paying us or one of our certified contractors that we have trained yep. to okay. do the deconstruction. Okay, okay. And, okay. So uh, and then for that happens. money, uh, they're getting this offset of, of the tax donation. Okay, okay. All right, I'm getting it. I understand the marketplace now. Um, now, here's another question for you. We're, this is a web community over here that you're speaking to, and sure. you're all geeks and entrepreneurs and interested in these ideas. Is it? Do you have a marketplace in advance where people can buy things before you have even harvested them? We don't, but we've been talking about it. Uh, we have, in Chicago, for instance, we have teamed up with a uh, person uh, who runs a company called Murco, M-U-R-C-O, Recycling. And, and, and Jody Murphy uh, is the owner of Murco, and, and what she does is she holds auctions. And, and before we start in Chicago, before we start on a project, Jody will come in and take pictures a week or two or three in advance uh, and put them up on her website and uh, and she's got a list of, of buyers over the last 20 years that she's been doing this. She's been in business a little longer than we have. And, uh, and she's got quite a following in the, uh, in the Great Lakes region. And uh, people come from Minnesota and Indiana and Ohio uh, who have subscribed to her website and, uh, and come, to these, uh, come to these auctions just prior to us starting. Uh-huh. And, and they'll come in and, and they'll, she'll actually hold an auction on, let's say, a Saturday and uh, by Sunday, the uh, the people who bought those items have to have uh, come in and they actually remove them themselves. So if they mm-hmm. want that door, they bid on it, $50, they win it, they have to take it out themselves, and it's got to be gone by Monday morning. Huh. Don't That's you think there's an opportunity here, though? I mean, there, there, there seems to be, like, an opportunity to – for example, if, if you could have an extremely large customer that – uh, that that bought 
major bulk from you, and uh, you would be very open to that. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. On very large projects, again, like pre-purchasing, the set, we, well, that's what we did with that. Yeah, we yeah. moved. We moved it by the truckload, just because it was so much volume. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. But if it could be so, you know, for example, I mean, look at how many houses are being spec'd out as we speak right now, right? Yes. You know, when those houses are being spec'd, a developer could say, "Would you know, I'm placing your order for wood now, <laughs> right? Would you like me to buy your wood, you know, brand new at a store, or would you like me to buy it reused?" Well, you know? there, there, yeah, there can is that one be done now? Can that be done with that uh, in the industry? And that is most building codes in most cities and counties require used lumber to be all the lumber that you used. I don't know, I don't know how familiar you are with the construction industry, just walking through Lowe's or, or, some, or Home Depot, but you see grade stamps on lumber, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the utility number one, number two, et cetera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, any used lumber is required by most municipalities and counties to be regraded. So the material which is coming off of our projects is not graded. Mm-hmm. Most people are using it not for structural stuff, but just for insignificant things, dog houses, wood sheds, uh, uh, garages, uh, walling off a, a, a wall in the basement, you know, making a little utility room or something like that. Um, they're not Wait a second. Dog houses are not... Dog houses are not <laughs> are not <laughs> consequential, are they? Um, so, so now again, on large projects, we have had a grader come out and do the grading right there, and then we would have to, of course, separate the material that which you know didn't pass muster, and uh, that which did, and uh, and then we could separate it. But 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 the grader is uh, while they can grade a lot of lumber in a day they're fairly expensive they're, it costs about $1000 to hire a grader to come in and do the grading but if you've got enough material there at one time sitting on the ground then it certainly is clearly worthwhile would you care to uh begin to imagine what a quick change in regulation would do that would allow a home builder the opportunity to take 20% of their of their building product and have it be recycled without any grading on it, um, you know, overnight, like if that happened overnight, wouldn't we see a cost savings from the, from the built, from the whole, well, from the builder as well as the, as the homeowner. Absolutely. We'd see tremendous cost savings. We'd see a decrease in, in landfill, correct issues, right? Yep. And, 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 and so why isn't something like that on the books now for consideration? And, 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 but, but back to my question, how big an impact would that be, both in terms of money and, and land and, and greenness? The, um, Huge? Medium, small, medium, or large overall impact? Yeah. The impact, right now the EPA estimates that, there's about 250,000 single-family dwellings knocked down a year. This is single-family now. Okay. Um, the average single-family dwelling in the United States is eh, plus or minus 2,000 square feet. It's increased over the years, as you as you probably can imagine. Um, the average house we salvage of 2,000 square feet, we will salvage about 15 tons of lumber. Mm, Wow. 
And last year, and, and we're probably one of the largest in the country. Uh, in fact, I, I think we probably are the largest in, on the residential side that does deconstruction. And we only did 250 houses last year uh, between ourselves and our, and our certified contractors. That represents one-tenth of one percent of that marketplace. So, so, so the impact is just absolutely, it just, it's incomprehensible. Wow. And just your 20% uh, uh, number, you know, not considering the whole thing, but just considering 20% of those, you know, of that 15 uh, uh, tons yeah, uh, it, is it, just it, a it's, huge, huge number. Well, one of the problems, of course, is get, is putting that lumber to work in new yep. construction, right? Yep. And yep. that's the problem we're trying to, to circle, zone in on, because it just sounds terribly exciting to, to work on something like this. You're in a position of power because you know the industry to work on this. Who would you even go to? You know, I mean, I'm not imagining that that our president is listening to this interview, but who could you reach out to? Who? who... The, well, the, the building codes. There are two primary building codes. There's one in the east and one in the west uh, mm. on Rocky, and they were and they were written by a nonprofit organization. Uh, in the West, we call it the uh, Uniform Building Code, the UBC. I can't remember what they call it uh, east of the uh, of the Mississippi. Um, but every city or county, if they want to, can do one of two things. They can either just adopt it, or they can write their own. Well, writing a building code is no you know is no small challenge. So most cities just adopt that existing building code. So the idea would be is to uh, and, and believe me, we are working on this, uh, and, and, and we're but it's, it, it probably will not happen in my lifetime. And, and, and the reason for it is the is the quality and the grading uh, uh, characteristics from one piece of lumber to another uh, just vary dramatically. Uh, and you know, and what can be used and what will it be used for? But but it is happening. Uh, the uh, there's a department of the U.S. Department of Agriculture uh, called Forest Products Laboratory out of Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, we're dealing with a gentleman there by the name of Bob Falk, who uh, oh by the way wrote a book and the only book on deconstruction. It's called Unbuilding, and uh, Bob is is working on this project and is testing literally testing materials in their laboratory up there daily. But there's such a small lab and such a small portion of the USDA that it just doesn't get enough attention. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, and, and also, you know, very frankly, uh, the, the you know the lobby for the big logging industries uh, is, is bigger than our lobby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that 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 might be part of the battle, right? Yep. That, yep. that you're but facing. You know, it is happening. You know, it's slow, but it is. You know, one of the things that we tell people is because they ask us this question: Well, gee, can I get? Can I use this lumber? And if they're going to use it structurally, there's two steps before the lumber has before regrading option can be considered. Mm -hmm. One is that you literally talk to your local building inspector, mm -hmm. and if the guy or gal who's doing the inspecting is really sharp. They'll say, you know, this is, and you show them the material you're using. They'll say, you know, this is this is good to go, because that person on the ground has the authority to make that decision, regardless of what the code says. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the building inspector has the final opinion. Now, if they if they say no, I, you know, I'm just not comfortable with it. Then the second step to take is go to your structural engineer, 
and have them sign off on it. Uh, now, they may ask you to high-grade the material. Instead of using 2x4s, you might have to go to 2x6s or something like that or, or put them closer together or whatever. Um, but, but, but if, they're sign, if, if those uh, drawings are signed off uh, uh, and that material is signed off by a, uh, by a uh, licensed uh, uh, engineer, structural engineer, then that also will be a, uh, uh, passed by the, uh, by the local county or city. Uh, and then the third step would be grading. Interesting. Well, it, 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 it's a staggering number. We're, we're talking about 3.7 million tons of lumber that right now yeah. can't legitimately find its way into new home construction um, and therefore either gets wasted, thrown away, put in dumps. Uh, more, I can't imagine the number of trees that would need to be killed or, or would be saved. That's an interesting statistic, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. 3.7 mm -hmm. million tons of wood. How many physical trees is that? Um, that would be interesting to know. Um, and then calculating the amount of uh, depletion of the ozone that, that exists without those trees on the earth is another interesting t statistic. So, But it, it seems to me that it all nets out to um, you know, circling with Al Gore, <laughs> right? You know, uh, like I say that as if we casually could, um, who might have some interest in some of the initiatives. I mean, I'm, I'm certain in towns now there there must be some new code initiatives to use X amount of recycled product in any new home construction, you know, efficient, uh, you know, uh, electronics and or, uh, you know, items. I mean, Clearly, somebody's pulling some triggers about having to use recycled products. Wouldn't you agree with that? Is that finding its way into code? Again, the recycled products they are, and when we t again when we talk about recycled products, is where we've yeah. taken something, we've ground it up, yeah, and we're using countertops yeah, yeah. is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Reusable you know, and, products, and, and, and we're doing that a lot. With, you know, and there's some yeah. great materials out there that have been recycled. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, there's some great recycled lumber out there, you know, where it's been uh, it's been been changed form and so forth. Well, that's really what what OSB is, uh, Oriented Strand Board, uh, which is taking the place of plywood. Uh, they've just ground up chips of lumber and uh, and compressed them and glued them together, and you get a you get a, a panel that's you know almost every bit as strong as plywood. So so, so there are some recycled products coming up. Um, but I don't know of any codes. Uh, there might be, but I just don't know of any codes that, that, that are reused codes. Well, this has been a fascinating exercise here. Um, Mandy, bring, yeah. bring, home, bring us back to the mothership here. Okay. Uh, All right, I'm bringing you back to the mothership, mothership. So my dream house has always been to have, like, a real tree house. And not, you know, not, not like a kid's tree house, but like a real tree house with running, you know, plumbing and insulation, but in a tree. Kind of like Frank Lloyd Wright did. So mm -hmm. I think, Ted, you and I need to work together to get my treehouse dream on the move. Got it. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> call, call me when you're ready, and we'll start, the, we'll, we'll start the design process. Good. And I would also like you to put the next lavender toilet on hold for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But lavender only. Pink won't do, right? Pink will not do okay. lavender only. 
Okay. Got it. Ted, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show today. Um, I want to I thank you for taking the time uh, to, to chat with us today. Well, thank you very much, and thank for, thanks for your insightful uh, questions. I, uh, I really appreciate it, and, uh, and it certainly appeared you had done, uh, done some, some homework, and I, I appreciate that. Well, we look forward to uh, circling with you again. If any revelations come up that, that shake the earth, let us know. If you open an office uh, or a facility here in the Massachusetts area, you can count on us for some support. Great. Uh, until then, well, we, thanks again for coming We did coming just open on. an office in Hamden, Connecticut. The office is there. We haven't hired the person yet, though, but well, so we're getting closer. <laughs> well, there you go. What, what kind of person are you looking for in Hamden, Connecticut? You know, somebody who uh, starts out probably in a part-time position or, or might, might be semi-retired uh, but has some construction knowledge. Okay. Where yeah. would they send their information to, and what is your website, so in case someone's listening? Our uh, website is uh, www.thereusepeople, all one with org. Terrific. Well, we appreciate, again, your time. Thanks for listening in, everyone. Until next week, I hope your life was a little bit smarter. Better. Faster. And deconstructed. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Take care.